0: Hello and welcome to Light from Light. well, the podcast of Light from Light with me, Daniel and Brother Thomas therese <laughs> Hello. I'm, doing, I'm doing your intro now. How are you, brother Thomas? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm looking forward to the end of time. I mean well, I say I'm looking forward to the end of time. It's only halfway through uh, <laughs> but I am looking already. forward to the end of time you're yeah. already
0: looking yeah. forward to
1: it
0: yeah, yeah, not long, not long now, and then you then you have the summer off uh summer wow, off sort of. uh, <laughs>
1: i'm going to jamaica uh this summer um to yeah by so basically i'm going to be ordained to the diaconate god willing and uh i will be spending my summer um preaching and baptizing uh at our house in jamaica yeah so that's quite exciting I mean, i'm really looking forward to it actually yeah um, I, that, I mean that's
0: a great opportunity it you'll is keep, you'll yeah probably do quite a few baptisms Maybe well, that's funerals? It. I mean, will you
1: will you do some funerals? Maybe some funerals, yeah, maybe some funerals. Um, preaching, though. You'll be exactly. doing a lot of preaching. Oliver yeah. said that basically you, you just... I mean, my student master said that you'll get um, more experience there in you know in such a short space of time mm. than what you'll be able to get during term time because you'll have essays and studies and everything. Um, so, you yeah, I'll, like, I'll be preaching very often and there'll be lots of baptisms to do and things, so I'll be able to get get uh familiar with those um with those things yeah that's yeah that's no i'm looking forward to it yeah very how about you? Are you doing well
0: i'm doing well i'm not halfway through my term of study <laughs> your term <laughs> i of study I, I, is eight I, weeks mine are 15 weeks so it's yeah i thought wrong. you were going to
1: be finished in july so the other day i said said to you oh well you know you know you'll be you'll be finished before you know it and you're like yeah i've got i've got longer it's not gonna be till yeah. To like August it's, sometime. Yeah,
0: f- yeah, this time finishes in August. And then there's comprehensive exams. So oh. to finish finish off the Masters. But, you know, it's been worth it. It's really good. It's been a great privilege to be able to do.
1: Yeah. And just think of all that free time you'll have afterwards, which will be taken up by other things.
0: It's uh- <laughs> always something to do. Well, yeah. anyway, we're coming up to Pentecost anyway. very soon in... I think nine days, is it? Nine days from now? It's about that. Is it from today or was it from yesterday?
1: I I think it's nine
0: days from our day of recording anyway. So Pentecost is coming up very soon. And uh, if you haven't started now, you can start the novena of prayer, which is a few days leading up to Pentecost. Hopefully you're doing that as well, Brother Thomas.
1: (laughs) I have to admit, I completely forgot that it was nine days uh, already. So where novena comes from is the Latin word for nine um and uh yeah you basically spend nine days in prayer um which is uh you know the nine days in prayer that the disciples spent waiting for the holy um, spirit to uh, come upon them waiting for the holy spirit after the ascension. yeah and that's
0: yeah. so the first novena first novena prayer was obviously in in that room with the apostles and and mary waiting for the for the coming of the holy spirit yeah rather... so yeah we sort of replicate that in our own lives with that novena so you can just search novena of pentecost on google you'll find some prayers for that to help prepare for pentecost but for for us Mm -hmm. uh, we with the podcast we're covering a little mini series on the holy spirit so last episode we looked at the gifts of the holy spirit and today we want to focus on the fruits of the holy spirit and then hopefully next week we'll cover a little bit about what happened at pentecost and what seem to happen with the, the change that came about in the Apostles as well. How they went from being timid and scared to being bold and alive with the Holy Spirit. But yeah, today, fruits of the Holy Spirit. So we're going we're gonna to look at that. Um, you, you know, very often it's, th- these things can seem sort of out there, not really linked with reality. You know, how do the fruits and the gifts all link together? How do they link with our own? christian life on our own practical life so we're going to try and draw out some things from that um, from the gifts of the holy spirit to link them into our own practical lives you're especially going to look at social media you're going to try and link it in with with that and yeah what i want to say generally then about the fruits of the holy spirit
1: well if you remember last time we said if you want to see the difference that god makes in the world look to the life of jesus and the saints because they have the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we spoke about in our last episode, but they also display the fruits of the Holy Spirit in their lives. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are manifest. They come to blossom in their lives and then they flourish as a human being. So if you imagine this sort of image of a rose that when it gets nourished properly with sunlight and, you know, uh, fertile soil and uh, sunshine and rain and things, the flower blooms and blossoms and it gives off a a, a fragrance well with the saints you know sometimes there are these stories of the odor of sanctity that sort of surrounds them um so yeah i would say that that's a sort of analogy with how god vivifies us and helps us to flourish and helps us to Open up and to be fruitful and so then we see the fruits of that relationship with God in our lives We see the fruits of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us in the lives of the Saints and they manifest that love and that joy and that patience and peace and goodness kindness uh, self-control faithfulness and also gentleness so these are the signs of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit um, signs of of, of the presence of God Uh, you know in the last episode we spoke about how um, the church uh, give is given the mandate uh, to break down those uh, gates of hell to rescue souls from the clutches of of death and sin and hell and Satan and all the rest of it Um, well how is it that we do that well it's with those gifts and the fruits of the holy spirit animated by the holy spirit as um part of the mystical body of christ as a temple of the holy spirit displaying those fruits um yeah so that's i actually forgot what your question was now
0: (laughs) i think it was just a just a general point about the the fruits of the holy spirit i i would just say so generally just linking them into the gifts of the holy spirit uh, an image that's often used it's been used for for many many centuries but it's the image that's often used about the gifts and the fruits is that of a tree so when you look at the the tree the gifts are the roots of that tree and then the fruits of the holy spirit are the fruits of the tree so you see lot you often see images of lots of different types of fruit on that tree I mean it's similar to to that image of uh, having to cultivate the flower for it to bloom and to blossom and and in the same way yeah. if you had the the roots that of the tree uh, are strong and they they go out in different directions and
1: rooted in Christ yeah rooted in Christ
0: and they then give life and strength to to the rest of the tree uh, and it allows them the tree to to blossom or allows the tree to to bring full fruit um, but i, I think there's a good point you you made there about cultivation, so you have to water the the plant or you have to water the the flower uh, you have to spend time with god 's presence uh, for mm. for the fruits really to come forth um you know there's lots of images used in scripture where you know what Jesus says himself uh, about the the tree uh, hasn't bring, um, hasn't brought forth fruit and it, there's sort of that understanding that you need to spend time with god in order for the 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 ray of sunlight to to impact you that grace to impact upon upon your life that you may bear fruit
1: you it reminds me of daisies you know if you ever see like a field full of daisies early in the morning just as the sun is rising it's still a bit chilly in the spring you know the daisies actually they close the petals around the their center the yellow center uh, and as the sun rises and it gets warmer the daisies open up and then they sort of as the sun moves through the sky the daisies move their heads slightly i think the same might also be true of uh sunflowers perhaps Um, and i think there is an interesting yeah yeah i think there's an interesting analogy there of uh you know being in the presence of god and the the uh, being open to receiving those gifts of god like the light and the heat and um turning ourselves towards uh towards god to be able to receive those those good gifts and this i suppose is what conversion is about isn't it you know conversion to turn again to face the lord um to resolutely set our faces towards jerusalem you know so to turn our ourselves towards the lord to be open to receiving uh his gifts and participating uh in our turning towards him through our actions and the sorts of things that we consume you know um, and that that helps us to flourish and to grow
0: yeah I don't know if you've just um, heard it described like this that the gifts of the Holy Spirit help us to sustain the Christian life in us I think that's how the ca- the yeah. catechism describes the gifts so it helps us really to walk in the way of Christ yeah but then the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are really signs of what we will be like in heaven so, we, mm. will, we will have love, we will have patience, we will have kindness in its fullest sense because it's, it's a fruit that's coming from being in communion, being in life with, with God.
1: And you can see then something of the beauty of heaven. Mm. You know, I mean, how beautiful is it? How, how beautiful would it be if we saw those fruits manifest in everybody's lives? You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control I mean what would the world look like if everybody manifest had these uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit manifest in their lives I mean what a beautiful world we, we would live in and when we see people who do manifest those fruits um, it helps us to come alive too mm. you know I, I, it reminds me of, of that old saying you are what you eat well consume then those fruits consume the fruits of love and joy and peace and patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and grow those fruits within your soul so that that way when you're trying to talk to other people about the gospel it's 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 um it's appealing you know it's like serving it's yeah it's serving a dish um that is appealing yeah, when you think yeah. flowers, like nice you can flowers. see that the news is good news and you can see the effect that the good news has had on them
0: yeah like that's when you good. think of nice flowers you're drawn to them something that's beautiful you're drawn to the flowers. you, you think at the moment here in in england there are roses everywhere i mean they're, they're very, very big this
1: year aren't they at least yeah, at our they're huge. A,
0: any street yeah they're, they're massive i've never seen them so big and it must be something to do to do with the weather mm. they have the right climate of weather this year to be absolutely massive and even the colors they're vivid colors and a lot of them show different types of colors on them and i I don't know enough about roses to understand why that is but that you just notice how different they are this year compared to compared to previous years but there's something about the climate has been right for them to grow and i remember speaking to you about uh, social media uh, how do we place ourselves in the right climate to be able to grow in the Holy Spirit and that these fruits may grow in our lives? And you mentioned something about social media and placing... or uh, almost being aware of things on social media to help us to, to grow, to help us to be able to cultivate yeah. uh, the life of the Holy Spirit in us and, the, and those fruits. Do you want to mention something about like
1: that? Yeah, I mean, like, it was really... What sort of content are we consuming in the news and in social media Are we consuming things that basically are just getting us worked up? Um, Are we consuming media either on Facebook and Instagram or Netflix or or the BBC or whatever newspapers we read or whatnot? Are we consuming media that more generally engenders these fruits of the spirit in our life or the opposite of uh, of these fruits? Um, you know, recently I stopped watching the news because I just found it so disappointing to see how people are treated. There's a lot of a lot of public shaming that goes on and it, it just it's not how Jesus operates, you know, and it didn't produce within me uh, or encourage the growth within me of those fruits of the Holy Spirit, which are going to draw people to the one who should be at the center of my life, Jesus. Um, So I thought, why am I consuming these things, actually, if it's not helping me to be a more faithful disciple? Um, Yeah, you know, look at how Jesus operates, the woman caught in adultery, Zacchaeus. Um, And I just sort of thought I should ask myself, honestly, when I scroll down my Facebook feed or uh, Instagram or Twitter or when I'm reading um, the news online, you know, do these people that I follow or the pages Uh, that I see in the news I mean do they display these fruits or not are they trying to sort of whip up bitterness and anxiety and um, hatred even you know despair and meanness Um, do they try to rob me of my peace and do are they um, trying to cause instability or do they encourage people to be harsh or mean rather than displaying those Um, spiritual and corporal works of mercy, you know, is there condescension that's happening and scapegoating and sneering at other people, especially, especially sinners, you know, who are in need of mercy. Um, So that's really what, what I'd say, you know, when you look at your Facebook, your Twitter, the media that you consume, the programs that you watch, do they help you to grow and manifest those fruits of the Holy Spirit or not? Do they encourage you to be loving? Do they encourage you to be joyful? Do they encourage you to be a more faithful disciple? Do they encourage you in your peace with with the Lord and with your neighbor? Do they encourage you to be patient with sinners and with others more generally? Do they encourage you to be kind to people and good? Do they encourage you to be gentle? Do they encourage you to be gentle? Gentleness, I think, is very, very underestimated. People confuse gentleness with timidity, and they are not the same at all. You can have somebody who's very gentle, um, and people can confuse it with timidity, and then you see just actually how patient they've been with you when you, you know, accuse them of being of, of being timid. I've seen that happen before. Um, but also self-control, you know, uh, what sort of, um, what sort of media am i consuming does it encourage these things or does it encourage the opposite of these things you know youtube podcasts instagram twitter the news generally um you know yeah so um, am i when i when i consume content from this place am i consuming this good fruit or not and am i left displaying more of these fruits or less you know some sometimes uh, just to add something
0: there you know sometimes it, it's it's not possible to remove yourself from a situation where you do have these things you know maybe it's your job to work in in the news uh, or maybe it's maybe it's your family situation where there might be someone who's negative in, in your Absolutely. family and you have to you have a you duty have to of love to that situation you know. for yeah. whatever reason yeah but then i i think in those situations it's very important to balance these things so you you try and balance maybe something that's negative with something that's life given so something that's going to aid uh, joy and help joy and other, all these fruits to grow in in your life so maybe you spend i don't know 10 minutes on on social media looking at different things whatever it is and then you you counterbalance that with something good something that's going to be life-affirming, something that's going to help you grow in the Holy Spirit. I think, I think that's important because at the end of the day, we're not called to remove ourselves completely from the world. We're meant to be in the world but not of the world. So we still have a, a duty uh, to other people. We have a duty to those Absolutely. around us. And and we want to try and cultivate these fruits in us, um, these, these gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, Within our lives, so that other people may be drawn ultimately to Christ and drawn ultimately to communion with Him, and that's really what the the fruits are there for, so that people may see these fruits in our lives and be drawn ultimately to Christ and relationship. You're absolutely
1: right. I mean, particularly, I think about you know difficult people or or people who try to um, encourage us to sin, whether it be gossip or lying or whatever it is, right? you can't just sort of write people off or cast people off um that that's not we don't have that luxury of sort of casting people off um but we can be discerning in what we choose to read what we choose to watch um uh yeah what sort of media do we sort of take in and you're quite right balancing out some of those more negative experiences. And negative conversations that we might have with our friends with other good things and I mean it's always a, a choice isn't it you know just because our friend comes and talks to us and just wants to gossip doesn't mean that we have to gossip we can bring Christ into that situation um, it's also true I think that we should try to avoid occasions of sin right so um, yeah, there's a there's a, a balancing um, there, and it's a prudential judgment, isn't it? You know, it's reminded me of something that Ignatius of Loyola says. He says um, it's characteristic of the evil spirit to harass with anxiety and to afflict with sadness and to raise obstacles backed by fallacious re- reasonings that that disturb the soul. Um, so I think we, yeah, I mean, we are also like christ we are ambassadors for christ we are to be you know lights on top of a hilltop and the salt of the earth and so we are to bring christ into those those places but knowing our weaknesses knowing our limitations asking the holy spirit pray to the holy spirit you know ask for the gifts of the holy spirit and you go and receive the sacraments whereby you the holy spirit will come to dwell within you uh afresh and anew um, and prepare yourself for those difficult experiences that, that that you might have and bring the light of Christ and the, that, that that purifying flame of the Holy Spirit into those uh, into those situations. So maybe it
0: would be beneficial if we go on to talk about the the twelve fruits of the Holy Spirit because I think going through some of them there are some examples that we can give to illustrate um, some practical points then about about these. So if we If we go through them the first one is love or charity i think a way of illustrating it is by using saint thomas aquinas's understanding so he describes love as willing the good of the other so love is not a it's not a feeling it's not just romance or just a feeling it's something that's active it's something based on what we do so it, it seeks the highest good of the person in front of you which is something that is, you know, very difficult, It's something we must practice, and it's something that we must allow God to uh, f- uh, allow God to work and cultivate that within us. But it's putting the knees of the others before yours and following, really, Jesus' humble way of serving other people. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that you love all people the same way. Uh, you very much have to love um, practically. So you think of like a, a mother Practically loves their children, loves her children in a very different way to how she loves the stranger on the street or the person she meets in the shop. So, how love is lived out is is different depending on who 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 she's called to to love. But it's it's that basic disposition to be able to will the good of the other and to seek and desire uh, with a willingness and easiness um the good of the other person in front
1: of them yeah and when you say will there i mean it's important that it's not just when we're talking about willing the good of the other as other we're not just talking about wanting it for them um there is also an element of it which i mean it's not just passive it's active so you said that it's you know it's it's based on what we do and that's a really good point i mean it's putting those things into practice it's living the gospel willing the good of the other as other Mm. it's um working to bring about their good and we see don't we in uh in 1 corinthians 13 i think it is with saint paul where he's Lovely talking about love yeah he talks about love read that 1 corinthians uh, 13 i think it is um and he talks about what love is love is patient love is kind love is gentle uh it is it doesn't boast uh, it's not quick to take offense um yeah one of the things that i find um uh very interesting then is that a lot of the time we can talk about truth, but actually, truth, whilst being necessary, is insufficient. And that's something that Paul makes abundantly clear in 1 Corinthians. Mm. Truth is necessary, but it is insufficient. He says, You can speak in the tongues of men and angels, but if you have not love, you're as a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. It's all just noise, right? So you can preach the truth. But if you have not love, it's it's all just noise. Who's going to listen to you if you don't have love? If you don't display those fruits of the Holy Spirit of love and uh, uh, charity, uh, joy, gentleness, self-control, patience and and kindness and, uh, you know, faithfulness. If you don't display those fruits when you're preaching the truth, you, who's going to listen to you? You might get a couple of people to listen to you. But as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, you're just noise. Mm. Truth's not enough. It's not enough that somebody speaks the truth truth alone is not enough It doesn't make someone worth hearing or following just because they're speaking the truth Just truth alone does not make somebody worth hearing or worth following charity without charity you have absolutely nothing I, I think
0: what's really important to remember there is where is, where is the aim of truth so in correcting someone what is the aim of that what's the purpose yeah. of that ultimately it's to bring them to love it's ultimately you correct someone because you love them but also to bring them to a deeper understanding of love i mean that's why you correct
1: restoration and healing mm. you know and unity and, um, and
0: peace you know these these things that we yes. talk about yeah that's why you preach the gospel that other people may know god who is love that's why you preach with yeah. love because you want to lead them to God who is love. Absolutely. So the, the yeah. second fruit, we'll move on to joy. So joy, I, I think this is, is beautiful. We had this in one of the gospel readings recently. It's a, it's, it's a joy which cannot be taken away. I mean Jesus explains it very well in, in one of the gospel readings we had from a mass recently. He says, so you have sorrow now but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you." So it's a a fruit uh, which is a deep joy that cannot be shaken or disturbed by anything. And hopefully we all know people in our own lives who have such a deep joy that no matter what happens around them, they still have this joy. I mean, it doesn't mean to say that they don't cry or that they don't experience sadness or hardships in their life. I mean, we all do. But it's to say, in the face of all those things, they have this deep joy in knowing that Christ has overcome the world. You know, I think like, the best example I can think of in my own life is, like, is my granddad. You know, he experienced great pain in his life, a number of different uh, occasions. But this sense of joy in Christ, in knowing Christ, cannot yeah. be taken away, which is an incredible, incredible gift to ask for, to ask from, from God
1: absolutely yeah i mean i think of my grandmother as well i mean somebody who had you know, tremendous suffering she was on what 50 pills a day or something you know when i when i was growing up and she only got more sick not less sick you know um but yeah she did have a, a, a she did i i saw these fruits of the holy spirit manifested in her and it, it, yeah it changed my life it changed me it's not just about an emotional state because she got very upset sometimes you know that she was so ill um, so yeah, I mean, and this is why Christ came. You know, John ten ten, uh, I came that you might have life and life in all its fullness. I came that your joy might be complete. I came to fill, fulfill, and satiate, uh, to satisfy uh, that desire and that capacity for joy. Um, and the the third
0: fruit really follows very closely with joy, actually. And in the quote that I just mentioned about joy from John's gospel. Uh, jesus speaks there about joy and then he goes on to talk about peace so that's the the third Mm. fruit so very shortly after talking about joy he says i have said this to you that in me you may have peace in the world you have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world so peace is a fruit which is is evident when one seeks unity with another person you know, when someone has wronged you, it, you know you're very yeah. close, um, very quick to try and be merciful and forgive that person, uh, in order to bring United. about peace and, and mm. unity. Yeah, um, I think I think that's very important. I mean, Jesus speaks about peace very often. Earlier on in John's Gospel, he says, "Peace I leave you, my peace I give you." Um, you, you think in the in the mass as well? Not
1: a peace that the world gives. Yeah. Says. yeah.
0: You think of the, like. Practically, why do why do we have the practice of every single mass making peace with those around us, peace with our brothers and sisters, because it brings unity, brings brings us closer to unity in in God, and that's a, so so important. So it's another really yeah, important I, fruit to ask for.
1: It also, I think, flows from a trust in divine providence. You know that no matter what befalls us, nothing is outside of of. God's wisdom or or God's sight and that can also bring you a a great deal of peace even when everything's going wrong, you know, Uh, I read about, you know, um, uh, there was a a bishop or a cardinal who was imprisoned um, uh, somewhere I think in Asia and he used to celebrate mass in the in the palm of his hand and he had a great sense of hope, but also he had peace, but he was he was in the most tremendously difficult circumstances. Um but he had a peace which came not from the surroundings that he was in, but a peace that came from God and knowing that he was in the sight of God.
0: Yeah, we we had that passage in Acts recently, I think, where Paul is in prison and yeah. then Paul is able to escape by miraculous uh well he's 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 able to remember there's the earthquake and he's able to escape. And then the prison guard is distraught, you know, he's despairing and he's going, to, he's going to end his life. But then Paul speaks to him and says, no, we're still here. And, and it's, it's interesting, so it, Paul, uh, it, sorry, the prison guard loses his peace. There is no peace there. But because Paul pre- preaches to him the good news and he accepts it, he receives this abundant peace. He's, yeah. he's taken from the world to
1: follow Christ. That's also an interesting example because Mm. the reason why the guard uh, loses his peace is because of something that's happening around him, whereas Paul almost, you know, in spite of being imprisoned and in spite of what's going on around him, is so at peace that he just carries on sitting in the cell even when the gate is unlocked, you know, he doesn't run out. I mean there are other times of course when the disciples do leave their cells after the angel for example uh helps them out in the acts of the apostles when stuff, out. But, yeah
0: but this yeah. but it is i think it's a good example of that i mean you spoke about providence there with peace and it moves us on quite well to the next fruit which is patience and this is really patience uh in the world that god has an ultimate plan really for our lives so it's uh, but also it's um it's it's a fruit where one is slow to speak slow to anger you know they're they're patient in the face of things going on around them um you can i'm laughing because i'm think, never yeah. slow to speak <laughs> <laughs> but you know when someone comes in despair or someone comes to, to you brother thomas and they're i don't know maybe they're very angry yeah. at yeah. something or i don't know they're very they're very emotional about, yeah. about something and they're looking for your advice and counsel well then, I, I know from personal experience, you know, coming to you looking for, for some solace of, a, of mm. a friend, and in those situations you're slow in a good way. You know, slow doesn't mean that you have nothing to say or that you're you know, passive in response, but it's that you're, you're active in discerning what is the will of God here? What's the providence of God in this situation, this person's mm. life? Because ultimately you're trying to understand the other person and where God is present in their life. You, you're trying to help them to see and uh, where God is present, and to be patient, wait for God's plan to come to fruition.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, that's true. Also, for example, uh, in the lives of people who are, you know, uh, on a sort of destructive path, either in their own life or with others, you know, um, uh, yes, we we admonish the sinner, but we also bear wrongs patiently. Uh, that's another of those works of mercy. You know, being patient uh with somebody is is being uh merciful with them if they're you know um yeah doing something which is destructive either either for themselves or to you or 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 even sometimes to another patience uh with them um whilst they yeah helping them helping them um come to that moment of conversion and, uh, to tra- helping to transform their lives, uh, sometimes can take a long time, uh, and so being patient with them, uh, no matter how many times they fall, just as Christ says, you know, uh, in-, in the gospel, forgive your brother seventy times seven times. Um, that that again takes that takes a lot of patience. It also takes a lot of patience to uh, hear somebody's. Uh, uh, I've gotta be careful what i say <laughs> sometimes you hear people's stories and you sort of think oh gosh this is this is going down a difficult path and prudentially knowing when to speak and when to be silent and being patient with somebody when they can't quite see what you're what you're trying to you know get at um I realize I'm just sort of speaking in riddles now because I I, I can't talk about specific specific examples. Uh, But being patient with people who are in difficult situations and being patient with uh, sinners and being patient with people who, um, yeah. uh, I mean, you might be able to see something that might be good and helpful and easy for somebody to do. It's not necessarily the case for them. Um, and, you know, we all have our favorite sins, don't we? As I've often said, and sometimes you encounter somebody who just keeps making those same mistakes, which can be destructive not only for their lives, but f- but for somebody else. But as St. Francis says, you know, if somebody comes to you and they seek mercy, you know, never let them leave without having seen that mercy. And if they're not seeking mercy, ask them, are you seeking mercy? And if they say no, still show them mercy again and again and again and again, because through that patient showing of love and mercy, they will come back, you know. So it's patience, which is also involved in trust. You know, trust in the divine providence actually helps you to to be patient with people in those in those moments. Yeah, it takes a long time to change.
0: Yeah, of course. And the the next fruit is is kindness. So it fits very well, actually, with being patient. So our response to those around us should be uh, should be patient. It should be kind. I mean you talked to a lot there about mercy towards other people, so kindness is really is mercy towards others and it's it's a mercy that comes quick to other to other people um, i mean you can think of it like um an increase of a of a disposition yes. to be sweet to other people to be tender in response to other people and and it's not it's not something that is when we think of that we think of someone who's um someone who's who's passive in a sense they don't they they're i don't know not very strong in their, in in as a person but actually yeah. it's the opposite they are very strong as a person because you imagine a situation where someone has illed you someone who is kind in response is someone who doesn't return ill for ill so they overcome yeah. those emotions and, and they're being patient with you. you know? Yeah, and they don't allow that ill to respond directly to that person. And they don't allow that ill to pass on to other people. Mm. So it's, it, it's, actually, it's, it's actually very difficult. You think of like Christ on the cross. He forgives those who, who have put him on the cross. Father yeah, forgive them for yeah. they know what they do. So he doesn't pass that ill onto someone else and he doesn't mm. respond to that ill uh, directly to them. He he stops it almost, which takes a an amazing amount of
1: strength of, of character. Which leads us actually, I mean that that relates very nicely actually to another one of those uh, um, fruits, gentleness. You know uh, that I mean Christ in that that moment is incredibly gentle with us as sinners, and you know being patient and being kind to people, uh, and being merciful to people is a sign, as you quite rightly say, not of weakness actually but but of gentleness and gentleness does take a great deal of strength and courage
0: absolutely uh when i you know when i think of gentleness i think of what peter says about being being ready to give an explanation for the hope that you have in you you know when we think of like apologetics someone who explains the the faith what uh, peter says uh, always give a, a always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks for a reason for your hope but do it with gentleness do it with gentleness mm. Uh, you know, ultimately, to bring people to Christ. I mean, that's why we, we have these these fruits. So let's, let's just rattle through the last few ones. So goodness or generosity. So this is about being charitable to, to, to other people. To, I mean, it fits very well with what we said about love. So it's, you know, God has given us so much and we receive that with generosity. But then there's also that willingness to share that with other people. So it's appreciating what we've received and then recognising that we've received it from God and then a willingness to be open-hearted with other people about what we've received. And then uh, faithfulness. So this really comes from God. God is faithful to us. He's unchanging in his faithfulness to us. And as the Spirit increases in our life, we're more faithful to God and we're more faithful to the things of God. So God's church, God's saints, God's uh, all the sacraments within the church. We're more faithful to, to these things. We're more trusting in God as a result of this faithfulness. It uh, fits very well with piety. You know, we mentioned gift, piety as a gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then the, the, the other three then that we often mention are self-control, chastity and modesty. So these three... Um, I don't know, would you say these are the most difficult to cultivate? It could take a long time to, it probably takes a long time to cultivate all of them.
1: I think it, it depends, depends you know, person. people, yeah, I yeah, think Yeah, I think we all have
0: one particular area that we need to, to work on uh, in this life. You know, it's a process, it takes time, as, yeah. as, you, as you said, it takes, it takes a while to cultivate these fruits of the Holy Spirit. So self-control, it's mm. it's often related to our our sensitive appetites. So we think here of like the fruit of self-control uh, can be seen in like overcoming anger, you know, curbing anger and controlling it and directing it towards a good. Well, it can be seen with in in a sense of someone who uh, pushes through to spend time with God, to spend time praying with God. And then chastity. So. This helps us to guard our senses from what might be an occasion of sin. You mentioned earlier, occasion of sin. So chastity is that fruit that helps us to, um, yeah, helps us really to guard our senses from what can lead us to sin. So mm. it's a readiness and a willingness to avoid the things which might draw us away from God.
1: It's about loving properly as well, you know. Chast- ch- that's the thing. Chastity and celibacy are not the same thing. Right. There are some people who are celibate and this is how chastity is lived out in their life. We're all called to be chaste. We're not all called to be celibate. Um so yeah, chastity relates to how we we love others as well. Prudently, wisely, uh, in conformity, um with with uh, the divine wisdom. Yeah, and and chastity is really I mean it's a beautiful fruit. I think it's I think it's a
0: wonderful, beautiful fruit as they all are, but it's a recognition that we're all temples of the Holy Spirit. You know, as as Christ follows, we've received the Holy Spirit and our bodies become temples. So it's a recognition that we, we seek to live in that light and recognise that we, we have this value from God, and that also yeah. our neighbours have this value from God, that they are temples of the Holy Spirit. And we shouldn't seek to, you know, use someone else for our gain, and we shouldn't seek to use our bodies for our own gain. You know, we the temples of the Holy Spirit to, mm. to respect our own bodies. And that fits very well with modesty as well. You know, modesty recognises that we cooperate mm. with God in our Christian walk and that we're partakers in His plan and in His life. So the, the fruit of modesty is almost being contented with, with the things of God, the plan of God, and giving thanks to, to God for His goodness. the things that have been achieved in our lives
1: yeah i mean with modesty i mean a lot of the time people think that it's just related to you know not showing too much flesh but actually it's much much broader than that it's about not being flashy right so there's a certain sort of it's not just about modesty in dress it's about modesty in other areas of our life so in the catechism it talks about how we're all called to live the evangelical councils of poverty chastity and obedience to some extent in a way proportionate to our life um but and i think modesty relates there uh quite well to the evangelical council of poverty so for example um flashy cars um not it's not just about clothes it, it's it's about other areas of our life too so flashy cars other material elements going out to flashy restaurants you know wanting people to wanting people to desire uh, us or desire to be us to encourage other people to envy or jealousy or you know to treat ourselves as though we're better than other people um, that's a lack of modesty, and it's it's a form of pride. Uh, it's sort of puffing ourselves up, you know. Um, you know, doing things which are um, exclusive. Uh, yeah, that's that that can be a a, a lack of modesty. I, I've got to be I've got to be quite careful because, of course, marriage is exclusive, but marriage is not immodest uh, in and of itself. Um, However, what we choose to do, how we choose to express ourselves and communicate things about ourselves, either through our clothing, through what we own, uh, through where we eat uh, or, you know, lavish, you know, uh, putting on lavish banquets and stuff to sort of um, uh, for ourselves. These things can be signs of. Immodesty, you know. So modesty is not just about dress; it's not just about chastity, although that is part of it. We have a duty to our neighbour from that respect, um, um, yeah, and also to ourselves. Recognize it's about respect for others and respect for ourselves, and respect for the things of God. To see things in light of their true importance, that God is at the centre, and other things matter in as much as they are in relation. to to him so yes it's about our clothes it's also about how we how we hold ourselves uh, and it's related to our dignity and the dignity of others respect for ourselves respect for others respect for the things of of, of creation um, but it, and it, it it sort of is lived out not only in what we wear but also what we buy um what we consume what we show to others yeah, what we spend our time on what we spend our time on yeah
0: i mean you, you can be um you can be flashy with almost anything really like even you could be f- flashy in your charity you know what you, you spend your time on but i think ultimately what we're trying to get the general point is that these fruits of the holy spirit are there to help other people be um or see christ through through us that they may come to to know christ and be in relationship with him Okay, so that's the, the end of our episode. So hopefully you found this, this episode useful. If you have, please share it with other
1: people. Illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to illumine than to merely shine. That's a, a good point about modesty there, you know. It's better to illumine than to merely shine.
0: Well, that's a, a, a good um, opportunity to finish our episode. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Please uh, make sure that you uh, like the, the episode, if you can, on whatever platform you're on. And be sure to share it with other people if it's been useful for you. Thank you. Take care. We'll be back next week with another episode. God bless.
1: God bless.